0: Cool conversation with his boy Charles. Yes, Charles he Paddy. He's uh, an ama- We had yeah. a great time. Oh, you're gonna love it. He he runs a center and he does ketamine therapy and and he was a really cool guy and I, yeah. I just really want to go to his center now. <laughs> honestly, it was
1: that was a beautiful conversation though because we went into why he did why he's doing this and we said he,
0: su- he used to suffer addiction yeah. and, and he, he slowly climbed out of it and and it was a, it's the the medicine plus uh you know. Psychological help plus meditation, plus just plus everything you can throw at it yeah. together, you know.
1: And it's such a powerful mission behind what mission statement behind his work. And it's super awesome conversation. I, I, there's a lot to take from it. I need to re listen to it. But I don't know. I just felt really hopeful for the future of, psych- of psychotherapy and the direction the psychedelics are going in terms of the medical route, the FDA route. It's actually a lot of people are worried about that path. That big pharma might take control over it and stuff like that. But but the truth is, it's guys like Charles who are operating these facilities that are serving these medicines, FDA-regulated, and you hear this kind of structure it's in place. Yeah. It's making me super hopeful, and they're really saving lives and helping lives. That's fucking cool, it, man.
0: I said it a few times. It's a renaissance. Yeah,
1: it it's is funny. a fucking renaissance.
0: Oh, and um, please like share subscribe yeah it helps us out a lot so yeah enjoy, guys. yeah
1: yeah share it out take care Mwah. stay curious stole it brother what's up beautiful people i'm nathaniel pearl
0: and i'm sam sheva
1: and welcome to curious chimps podcast a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience
0: we do not endorse anything illegal so please consult the doctors do your research and for the love of all that is holy be safe Alright, let's talk about drugs. Curious, 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 curious,
1: Okay. What's up Charles? How are you
2: doing?
0: How's it going, guys? It's good. 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 Thanks for having thanks for coming, man. Thanks for, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So yeah, we'll just start it like that. We have no structure in the beginning or Nothing the whole way through. But
0: I mean, yeah, if you want to introduce yourself, obviously, uh, we can just uh, start it off that way. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll just put it out there because I saw your story in one of the, I think it was the only positive posts group. I think, I think you told me that that's your group, but yeah. I saw you made a post about how you overcame an addiction and how psychedelics kind of saved your life and helped you move past that and I would love to share that story with our audience and to see how it helped you and go through all that so maybe we'll just get a like a quick intro of who you are and then we'll get into what your story is
2: sounds good man
1: sweet take it off
2: <laughs> okay hey everybody my name is Charles Patty and I am the brand ambassador at myself wellness and uh, at my self-wellness center, we do ketamine therapy. We do medi- medical cannabis referral and plus therapy and vitamin infusions. And um, uh, psychedelics mean a lot to me because uh, psychedelic medicines actually helped save my life. So we are doing psychedelic therapy out of our facility. And uh, we're using ketamine right now because it's FDA approved. Um, in my personal story... I suffered from addiction issues, and I was an alcoholic for over 20 years of my life. IV drug use, the whole gambit. And uh, I actually had you know more than just drug addictions. I was addicted to food and women and scratch-off tickets, and basically I was just addicted to more of anything that took me out of the place where I was and, and helped me escape because mm-hmm. I just never felt right. And so I suffered from crippling anxiety and depression and a fear of death because I lost my father at a young age. And, um, I used, uh, drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism to get through my days. And, um, you know, life was completely unmanageable and rough for a lot of years. And I think it was probably about like 12 or 13 years ago. And I had had a lot of psychedelic experience through my life. I think I took my first acid trip when I was like 14 or something. But when I got, it was like 12 or 13 years ago, I had a, a ketamine MDMA experience basically. And, uh, I um had a full-on out of body experience where I went out into the universe and uh, I was a being made of light and there was some uh, higher dimensional beings there if that's what you want to call them and um and and Jesus was there it was completely profound and uh, mind-blowing at the time I thought I had died during <laughs> during the actual trip because I had no idea that's what I was getting myself into and um I hadn't like really got myself together at that point. I was still out there partying and living a reckless lifestyle, but I came back with a lot of messages and it was basically to like, you know, I really needed to turn my life around and clean my life up and stop doing the things that I was doing and um, basically get sober and and not be in the drug life anymore. And uh, I'm not going to say that that happened after that night immediately, but through the course of my healing journey, And after that profound psychedelic experience, I started like researching, you know, like outer space and ketamine and and kind of the things that I had uh, experienced and and DMT kept popping up all the time. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, this sounds like pretty close to what I just went through. So I should really try to, you know, look up, check up on DMT. And I studied it like fanatically for like six months straight, just went dove straight into it, going completely crazy, just watching videos and reading and, and um, after about six months, it popped up in my life. And I got to tell you guys that, you know, DMT is, one of the most amazing substances out there it definitely uh gave me a real spiritual awakening and um it was through the course of it was through dmt psilocybin mushrooms and ketamine that was like the real recipe for success with me Mm -hmm. but like i don't just give credit to the medicines the medicines were a tool that got me to a place where i really got you know took took the reins of my own life and started practicing meditation and healthy lifestyle changes and exercise healthier diet and things like that and uh you know here we sit and yeah. talk today and i'm lucky enough to be at a facility where we're um, we're doing psychedelic therapy
1: that's that's phenomenal i think that's a big point to make and we've been saying it a lot in in the more recent episodes about the medicines is that these are not the solutions they're just they're accelerators to help you on your path but it's like so many stories of people take these expecting x result to come out of it but it's not going to give you your answers you're looking for but it's going to help guide you into the way where then you'll start meditating you'll start researching more information about uh self-healing and maybe it's after that maybe you need to do like a therapy session with psychologist or something but it's a really good accelerator but it's not the solution per se it's just part of the solution mm.
2: I completely agree with you. You know, I I use this quote by Alan Watts a lot when I'm talking to people about psychedelic medicines. And I'm like, psychedelic medicines are like a telephone receiver. You pick up the receiver, you put it to your ear, you listen to the message, and then you have to remember to put the receiver back down and apply what you've learned to your life. So it's like psychedelic medicines can do a lot of amazing things to help you on your healing journey. But at no point should they become another crutch and another form of escape. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's where a lot of you know, and and I had fallen victim to that for a little, you know,
1: me too. years
2: before, yeah. and, and uh, you know, and just kept trying to find out more. I want to learn more. I want to know more from the universe, and you know, I I had forgot to start applying what I had learned to my life. I had all this vast knowledge about things that I had learned from psychedelics, but I wasn't actually putting it to play in my own daily life. So,
0: <laughs> I wonder if you have a, a lot of people have a similar experience. Eventually, the the medicines tell you that. Like even even something as subtle as cannabis, it's like, hey man, (laughs) stop this and go do the things we're telling you. Like like the Alan Watts thing. Like when you get the message, hang up the phone, it's like just don't obsess with the phone (laughs) at all. Like even the phone starts telling you it's this intelligence, it's this love of like, Okay, like we're we're done with you now. You (laughs) know, like come back later. (laughs) But like you have you get it. You get enough, you know, like you have a lot of ammo, you have a lot of things you could be doing. And it's, 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 it's almost more subtle and like, you know, there's all these people encouraging you and it's such a positive environment, but it's another layer of the ego and another escape. Like you said, it's, I haven't heard it, like, I haven't heard that word on that, but it's, it is another form of of dodging responsibilities. It can be. Yeah, it It can be. It can be, Yeah.
2: I, you know, it's a tool, psychedelics are a tool and that's the way it should be used. I'm sorry for
0: interrupting you.
1: No, no, I just, I was going to add to that because I remember in an ayahuasca ceremony a few years ago, this woman was partaking in it and I don't know if you were, were you there? You told me about it. Yeah. Well, okay. So usually after the ceremonies, um, I don't know if you've done ayahuasca, but it's, um, there's like a circle, usually a circle to just have a sharing moment at the end of the ceremonies. And this one girl just broke down into tears. She must have been in her 40s. And she was just saying how the message was so clear. It was like she was saying that Mother Ayahuasca told her that she's done with the medicine now. It's time to go live your life. The work has been completed on my end. Now it's up to you to continue on. And it was just like such a... I was kind of new into my practice with that medicine. So just seeing that, I'm like, holy shit, she's like graduating university, you know? (laughs) But yeah, but that's, that's the power is like these aren't crutches, these are just accelerators and and helpers and guides to your journey and they'll get you to where you need to go and then you continue on that path.
2: 100%. You know, I have hundreds and hundreds of psychedelic experiences through the course of my life and, Mm. you know, for the biggest majority of those psychedelic experiences, I wasn't using the medicines properly. I was taking, you know, excessive amounts of psychedelics and looking for external pleasures rather than using them as a tool for meditation like I tell people about nowadays. And, you know, when I really started diving into the psychedelics with the intent of, with the intention of of using it as a tool for meditation and really going within and doing the healing that needed to be done. That's when the game really changed, you know? And um, it's funny that you mentioned the, the lady that was sitting in ayahuasca ceremony that said, basically the message that she got was like, you're done and now it's time for you to keep on, you know, your journey, but, but you've learned what you needed to from the medicine. So, when we first opened up, my fiance Christina owns the uh, actually owns the business. I am the brand ambassador. We have two psychiatrists, medical staff, uh, nursing staff. and we put me through the protocol that we were going to be putting our patients through. okay and, and we actually like everybody that works at our facility has firsthand experience with the medicine, including both of our psychiatrists, including our nursing staff, including Christina and myself. Mm-hmm. So we actually really pride ourselves on that because we all have firsthand experience with the medicine. So we can really tell people, kind of hold their hands and, and tell people what to expect going into these kinds of situations, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ferber, one of our psychiatrists, the guy's 86 years old, but he's been a psychiatrist for 63 years. He lived on wow. five continents and taught meditation on five different continents. He lived with Osho for 20 years. He lived okay. in the Himalayas. He's written like eight or nine books. I mean, the guy's like a legend, you know. So, yeah. but he he has <laughs> like he, he had some experience with the medicine as well. And when we put me through the protocol, which we did some sublingual treatments, then we moved into intramuscular shots. The last two sessions that I had on ketamine, it was, like, it's almost like the message I received was, like, you're using this out of ego now. Like, it's, like, because, like, I had learned so much and I really had all of the information that I needed to use. And, like, and I had came to the realization that you can, I feel that you can manifest when you're on psychedelic medicines also, I feel like it taps you into certain parts of your brain that you're not normally right. Like you can't normally access. Yeah. So the last two experiences I had on an intermuscular shot, you know, like I have a beautiful fiance now I have a baby boy, like all of these mm. things that I never thought that I was going to have because, you know, I couldn't make it out of bed before six o'clock at night for a lot of my life. Mm. You know, it's like I was partying constantly staying up for days, complete, you know, crazy, just madness. And, I've got to the point where it's like, you know, I, I've been screaming about psychedelic medicines for over a decade now to anybody that would listen. I mean, it's like usually I can't even like go into the sauna at the gym without sparking up a conversation (laughs) about GMT with five guys sitting in there. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, psychedelics saved my life. It's like all I talk about. And, um, you know, I actually have like more of a platform to do it from now. And we have a business where we get to help people and I get to help pull people out of the flames that I was once in and I get to go back in and keep pulling people out. And it's like, you know, when we first got in this, I had uh, Mike Zappi Zappel and he did the, um, he did the uh, movie called the reality of truth. It's a documentary about Aya and it had Michelle Rodriguez mm. in there and stuff. And I was sitting down with Zappi and he looks at me and he's like, so listen, man, he's like, what do you want from this? He's like, what do you want to get from all of this? And I just looked at him and I'm like, I just don't want people to feel the way that I used to feel, mm. you know, cause that's no way for a human being to live. And I said, and if I can just help like one person, if I can help one person, the 20 years of drug addiction and alcoholism and all of that misery that I went through, it's worth, it, 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 it has meaning now, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a waste. And when we were getting started like with, with the business, you know, I was in the electronics industry working for a PR company and uh, advertising company. I had two jobs and, you know, Christina was pregnant with Charlie, our son at the time, and I basically looked at her and I said, so listen, <laughs> like, I'm quitting my jobs <laughs> and and we're going to like open a wellness center and we're going to try to help people heal because, you know, I'm sitting around with these CEOs of these huge, you know, electronics companies and everything. And I'm like asking them if they know about psilocybin and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something in this field. This is like, it's my passion. This is all I talk about. So we took a leap of faith opened the wellness center and you know we were just going to do wellness center at first and then we were hoping to be able to move into ketamine therapy down the road and like we really felt that you know it's something that we wanted to do and it was one of our goals and our first medical director was which was a friend of ours uh that was he came in for a tour of the facility and he was going to be our medical director and at the end of the tour he looked at us and he's like you guys ever heard of ketamine before yeah. and i'm just like no way <laughs> I'm like no way. Yes, I've heard ketamine before and like, yeah. and psychedelic medicine saved my life, you know, and he actually didn't even know that part of the story until that day.
1: That's nice. Now he
2: didn't end up being our medical director because he's a urologist and he's got like three different practices here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dr. Ferber came in and he was going to be, but Dr. Ferber came in and he just wanted to talk to us about what we were doing because he was really interested. And then by the end of the conversation, he just looks at us and he's like, what do you need me for, uh-huh. you know, and, you know nice. the guy was like, you know, personal friends with Ram Dass, worked with Osho, you know, he had his first psychedelic LSD experience in 1956. Yeah. I mean, so I was He's just OG. like, yeah, we, we, we need you here, man. You know, yeah. so, so we, we, we moved forward with Dr. Ferber and you know, it's uh, it's been amazing. Every, we've been in business for over a year now, just a little bit over a year. We've done over 400 treatments, um, wow. at the beginning of all of this. Like when we were in the other building before we started the psychedelic therapy, one of our clients was doing physical therapy, drove his G-Wagon through the building. So that, that happened right when we opened. (laughs) Then like two weeks later, the lockdown happened from COVID and stuff like that. So like, this has been one of those like constant tests from the universe. It's like, are you strong enough to keep pushing forward? And we just don't stop, man, because we're really passionate about what we do.
0: Sure. Well, uh, uh, and you're getting some signs too, right? Like that guy who didn't end up being your your um, uh director. Director, yeah. But like, it, it, it th- there's just that kind of obvious like uh, synchronicity <laughs> that's like, hey, you're you're in there, you're on the right track. You know, like you're <laughs> yeah. something somewhere is telling you that you're pulling in some powerful energy, right?
1: I love when that shit happens because it literally feels like a reminder of the universe. Yeah. It's just like, hey, keep going. And it's like when you start doing a path that you genuinely love and you're interested in, just these signs pop up everywhere. I don't know how to explain it. And I don't think it needs to be explained, but it's just like these are little things in the simulation in the world and whatever you want to call this thing that are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, keep going. Here, keep going, keep going. And it's just, <laughs> it's fuel, you know?
2: I just heard you mention simulation. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time yeah exactly look man it's all on the table here but but what you were talking about is those like signs like we use the word divine synchronicity more and and synchro destiny more than you guys could possibly imagine it's literally like we are true believers that something really wants this to happen and all Mm -hmm. of the right people even though it'll be like by the skin of our teeth you know, like like every time we're like, oh, is it gonna? And then something amazing will happen, and mm-hmm. the right person I'll bump into. A, like I walked into a car wash one day and ended up meeting a guy who's ex-secret service that. I had this feeling that when I just looked over and saw him and I went over and I'm like, Hey, I'm like, you know, we're opening academy and treatment facility. And I was like, I, I said, I think I'm supposed to be talking to you right now. And he's just like, yeah, you are. Cause I just did a five MEO ceremony oh. in Costa Rica last week. And, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like all of these people and all of, a lot of the people I met in my past, like throughout my life are like starting to pop back out of nowhere. And they play this intricate role in everything. And I'm like, that's why we met. Because, yeah. like, I am a true believer that everything is divine, we are all one, yeah. we are all extensions of the divine, but, like, everything that's synchronistic, there's a synchronistic play on the path to enlightenment, on, like... On this journey that we're all a part of as you know consciousness itself and so like there are no coincidences mm. there are no accidents even though we might not understand why certain things happen mm. it'll always make itself evident when it's supposed to so I'm a true believer in all of that
0: it's almost like the path gets more narrow or more obvious as you go or something and I you know I wonder like you had this kind of sensitivity in this moment with this guy with this ex-secret service dude and I always have this uh, a feeling that, like, there's some kind of predisposition or some kind of, um, well, um, sensitivity, like I said before. And I wonder if that maybe is what led you to your problems at the beginning, at the top of that story, you know, like the addiction and the and the and the downward spiral. Like, I feel like most people, it's not like a, I'm not trying to say, like, some people are more sensitive than others. Obviously, that must be true to some degree, but I think most people are just, like having a hard time because it's just like a human thing to, to be kind of sensitive and in this kind of connection and then there's just this path this easy g- like gravitation towards uh, I, I don't know what to call it like a just a like it's quick ways out to kind of numb yourself and then it becomes this, this downward spiral I'm just wondering if you feel the same way if like the same thing that's helping you now is kind of what got you those problems in the first mm-hmm. place even though they're not problems anymore that like you, like you said you know if they can help 20 years of of you know the washing machine is still worth it because you're helping so many people now but
2: well you know like see i I, i'm right with you i'm very empathic i definitely even growing up and stuff was a very sensitive kid growing up and you know i never felt like i i belonged like I always like was you know I was always popular I always had a lot of acquaintances and so called friends or whatever mm-hmm. but like they weren't real like it's just like everybody knew me and I knew everybody you know what I'm saying but it's mm-hmm. like I never felt like I fit into any group or crowd so I was always like you know like making my own little groups and stuff like mm-hmm. that and just I never I never fell into the 3D matrix I guess you could call it uh you know it's um and I don't look back at the 20 years as a, wa- like as a waste or whatever, or, or anything I actually like, I don't feel bad about any of the stuff that I went through. I feel bad about like, you know, hurting my family and stuff like that or whatever. Mm. And, you know, getting in trouble with the law and all kinds of stuff that was embarrassing for people. But like, see, I'm actually at the understanding that I realized that I had to go through all of that stuff mm. because if I didn't go through all of that stuff. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you two gentlemen right now, you know, everything, every arrest, every, every, you know, like almost overdose and death every single day of waking up in my own personal hell, where if I didn't go, you know, stick a needle in my arm, I was going to be dope sick all day. You know, it's like, I had to go through that and even the hundred more pounds than I weigh than I do now, you know, being completely overweight, I had to go through that because see, I've basically had every addiction or pretty much like every, you know, addiction that you could go through in life and the crippling anxiety and depression and the fear of death. So like there aren't too many people I can't relate to on some sort of level out there. And like, I know that I had to go through all that and go into those flames. Like I was talking about earlier. So now the universe helped pull me out of those flames. And now I get to go back into the flames and help pull other people out. Hmm. So it's like, I get to live my dream, man, because, you know, it's like I've been wanting to help people with psychedelic medicines. I was telling everybody, you know, about psychedelics before any of this stuff with the business. Mm-hmm. And I had you know, had success stories of guys I told about DMT and stuff like that and kind of pointed them in the direction of psychedelic medicines that are sober and doing really well today because of the psychedelic medicines that I kind of pointed them in the direction of, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like now it all just makes sense everything makes sense, you know, and, and, and people like when I tell people my story, sometimes they're like, Oh, you know, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, like, they, they, like, it's like, they look at it like, Oh man, that's awful. And it's like, you know, is it? Yeah. Definitely it definitely wasn't fun a lot of years of my life and it was pretty miserable. But that being said, now I have an awesome life yeah. and it's because mm. of the direct result of going through those, that synchronistic train wreck, basically yeah. <laughs> that, that led to the station of, of success, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to, it's hard to impart that on people that are going in the middle of it and like, and are really like in the, in the, in the, in the shit, you know, like no other way to say it, but yeah. it, eventually you just kind of come out of it a little enough to be like, okay, this is the present moment, what do I do now? And there's no better thing, there's no better choice eventually you see than, than to just like use that or perceive it in a way that helps you now. And in a lot of ways it's, it becomes really helpful. Like you're saying, like, you know, it's, it's, c- it's kind of fucked up to say, but everyone knows it's true. Pain is like the great relator, you know, yeah. like the great, like you have the superpower now, you know, amongst whatever natural things you were kind of born with, you have all these experiences mm. and it just spearheads. And now like you're, you're, you have a center and people are, are, it's like a factory and people come out like fixed on the other yeah. end. Like, I, I don't want to say it that simply, but it's still really fucking cool. Like, it's, it's like amazing.
1: But that's, you know, people with with paths like yours that have like these very deep and dark moments in their timeline, just like these depths of hell that they achieve and reach when they come out of it. The greatness that can come out of that climb Mm. Usually, you see it across the board. Is like people with those kind of stories end up doing some great things because it's,
0: it looks like a swing. It's yeah, like you gain momentum. All and <laughs> I have
1: like an image in my mind. It's like because you're digging yourself this hole, but there's a mountain forming behind the hole. So as you're coming out, then you start climbing this mountain that you've kind of created. You know, that's kind of how I vision it.
2: No, for sure, man. You know, and like listen, as cliche as it sounds, without the dark, you wouldn't know the light. And yeah. it's like you know, it's basically the truth, man. I mean, it's just like you know. I had to go through all of those dark times so I could realize that I am the light, you know, and go back to help other people. And, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm actually grateful for all the stuff that I went through because it made me into the person I am today. We actually had NBC news here. Like I think it was like a week and a half ago. And there's a story they're going to be doing on us next month about psychedelic medicine mm-hmm. and, uh, in our center. And, um, but the guy, one of the, 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 the main, um, the reporter, he was just like, listen, he's like, don't you think that, you know, your story, because you've been in trouble with the law and this and that, or where he's like, don't you think it might be bad for the business in some aspects? And I'm like, listen, man, yeah. I go, I'm fully aware that my story isn't for everybody. I said, but I think it'll reach the people that need to hear it. And that's, that's it. what's important, you know? So it's like,
0: that's it all it.
2: makes sense. Everything makes sense, man.
0: I find it really funny that he put it that way. Cause I see it the other way around. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to penetrate into the the people who really need to hear it. Cause it's like, this guy got the help from the thing he's like helping us with. It's, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's so obvious. It's but, like,
1: <laughs> but I think that's the shift in our in the culture right now is people want realism. The people want real stories. They don't want to hear like this perfect story of just had a great childhood, whatever, and you started this clinic, and now we're going. They yeah. want to see like, fuck, you went through that, and you got to hear from point A to B. I need to do this in my life, and it's. I think stories like yours are just going to be so more, so much more empowering for people that are really in need, because.
2: Well, yeah. When, when I was growing up and getting in trouble and, you know, on drugs and all this stuff or whatever, I went to like rehab like eight times. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went to like eight different rehabs. I was in detox over six times. And one of my biggest problems was is that I'd go into these places and I'd get a counselor or a therapist. And it was like they'd never taken drugs. They never had an alcohol issue. They never really had any problems like with the stuff that I was suffering from. Mm. So I, turned off, even though it was my ego back then and I understand that now and like since we are all the universe, the universe basically is speaking through everybody, I would shut people down and I would turn them off before I even gave them a chance a lot of the time. It's like because like, you know listen, like I used to tell people, I'd be like, listen, you don't know what it's like to be dope sick, you know, on the bathroom floor puking and and crying and stuff like that. Like you don't get it, man. You know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, I do get it though. I really get it. I lived it. And you know, and like, and see, it's like, that's why I know I'm going to be able to help a lot of people with my story because I can relate to people and I have overcome these things and I can tell people, and listen, like, it's never like a, a hierarchy with me or like a, and, and nobody at the facility too. It's never like, listen, you're broken and I'm I know what's right for you and I'm going to fix you because I know best. That's not anything like what we do here. What we do is I sit here and I share my people. I mean, I share my story with people. And if it resonates with them, you know, we start talking about it. And I just talk about the things that work for me. And if people want to take some of the stuff that I talk about and apply it into their own life, that's fantastic. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I know my story is not going to be for everybody. I know that, you know, it's I'm, I'm not going to be able to help everybody. But I feel like, you know, just on a relatable sense of actually just talking to people and being like, listen, I've been where you've been and this is what worked for me. It opens the door to help a lot more people and actually have them you know, stay in the conversation and not shut you off.
0: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's huge, man. It's like you, you're coming from a place of, of of direct experience and empathy. It's also just, you know, their pride, like you said, like they're in a tough place and they feel like they're in a, a real sense of pain that other people maybe can't understand. And you, they, you can't, they can't really take that away from you. You're like, no, no, I actually do understand. So there's just so many factors of why hmm. it's just the best possible combination of like, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I can help you. And, and it's like you said, uh, there's you, you gained a lot of humility through your experiences, and you know that you don't know what's going to work for them, so you just kind of throw everything, like you throw the kitchen sink at them, and whatever sticks, sticks. Anyone who's done any kind of self-help or, or gone through any troubles or any anxieties and depressions, you never know what's going to help. So much stuff slides off you, and you feel like, ah, crap, one more thing that doesn't work, but then something someday clicks. Or some stuff late, earlier that didn't click right away. It's, like, useful later, but you just weren't ready, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, it's worth it. It's It sucks, and it's a process, but it's worth it if you're going to get somebody to feel better and to just, like, a, a live an enjoyable life afterwards. Like, it doesn't matter what the process is. It doesn't matter if it takes their whole fucking life. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't, yeah, though,
2: I but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree, though, man, you know? And, um, you know, so, like... At the facility, what we're doing, we're doing IV therapy. We're doing sublingual doses of ketamine. We're actually doing intramuscular uh, injections of the medicine. And we really, our protocol really just goes, it's usually six treatments that it takes us to get people um, into a really good place and get Mm -hmm. them off their meds and stuff like that. And our first our first dose and we do like we do our dosing protocol at this facility is a little bit higher than other facilities and it's like a little bit more aggressive I guess if you want to call it yeah, that blessing people off we we we, we want to have people have profound experiences man there's a lot of other facilities that are actually blocking the experiences by giving people benzos or only dosing them high enough until they're about to have a profound experience and then the medicines not titrated up anymore and it's like we encourage people to have profound experiences. Experiences because you know, listen, there's a lot of physiological healing that's happening from the ketamine. Mm -hmm. The uh, neural, you know, it's healing the neural pathways in the brain, causing new neuroplasticity. Is actually studies that are showing that it's helping the brain create more dopamine naturally. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's a lot of physiological stuff that's happening, but in a psycho spiritual sense, these profound experiences that people are having are you know completely mind-blowing and a game-changer you know the intermuscular shots of ketamine that we do at the facility are very relatable to an hour-long DMT trip that you can navigate a little bit better and you can actually hold on to and retain the actual experience More than like Joe Rogan explains that DMT being like gold dust that slips through your fingers or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like you actually really hold on to these experiences. And at the end of people's six treatments, we actually do offer for them to come in if they want to and and try a a double Mm -hmm. shot. So okay. we actually will figure out what <laughs> yeah. the sweet spot for that individual is, yeah. and it'll be one of the higher end doses that we give that person. And so they get the shot, and then 40 minutes later, our nurse goes in and administers another one. Mm. So this is basically around a two uh, two yeah. hour and fifteen to two hour two and a half hour uh, psychedelic out of body experience. Basically, where time and space Double have time. no relevance, and you're just you're just everything
1: then. What kind of results have you been getting from this kind of treatment so far?
2: So, it exceeded any expectation that I had going into this. I really, you know, I knew we were going to be able to help people, but like as far as getting people off of pharmaceutical medications like the SSRIs, the benzodiazepines, uh antipsychotic medications, street drugs, alcohol, we have like Almost a 97, 98% success rate of getting people off of all their meds, off of all of the street drugs, off of all the alcohol. We'll have people come in and they're like, listen, I've been taking Xanax for 20 years and I want to get off my Xanax. And through the course of their treatments, like two or three treatments in, they're like, I haven't been drinking at all. You're like, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm weaning off my Xanax, but like, I'm not drinking at all. And like, I didn't come in here not to drink anymore. And all of a sudden they'll just like <laughs> stop drinking through the course of their treatments. And like, you know, and they're still not drinking to this day. I'm mm-hmm. still in contact with a lot of these people. And so it's like, to be complete. listen, I've done, you know, the gambit of psychedelic medicines, except for, I haven't done AYA, but I've smoked DMT over 40 times and mm-hmm. had some amazing breakthroughs on it. There's um, There's nothing that I've personally seen in the psychedelic space that's doing what ketamine's doing right now. As even for me personally, like you know, with hundreds of psychedelic mm-hmm. experiences, I still would have peaks and valleys in my mood a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and the ketamine really took those peaks and valleys away and just got me to this level mm-hmm. cool, calm and collected center where it did more for my mood than anything else. I was using too much cannabis going up my ketamine treatments too i mean listen i'm not knocking cannabis i love cannabis i think it's an amazing medicine but like medicine is the key word there Mm -hmm. and uh, i was using too much of it and after my ketamine treatments i really didn't feel it necessary to barely use cannabis at all like i've been using it anymore like you know it's more of like i can use it if i choose to now not like i have to use it to get through my days kind Mm -hmm. of thing so uh Ketamine is changing the game. Even Dr. Ferber, he's been a psychiatrist for 63 years, like I said, and he just looked at me after we first started doing this, and he's like, I've never seen anything like this before in my entire life. <laughs> that's, he's like, <laughs> we're doing three, three to five years worth of therapy on somebody in an hour. That's and, and be able to get people off the pharmaceutical meds like we're doing, it's yeah. like there's nothing out there that's really doing it like this. You know, It's, 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 it's definitely the beginning of the psychedelic not the beginning because the psychedelic renaissance has been going for a long time but the, uh, the it's, actual... It's hitting the
1: peak now. It's Yeah. It's, it's literally it's, like... It's taboo. Yeah. It's right now the, the companies that are huge... Yeah, like yeah, there's a lot of big companies right now like MindMed and other companies that are really... At the pinnacle, and they're really going to push this forward, at least at the FDA route. Like these medicines are being operated underground in churches and all sorts of diff- like psychedelic churches, and they're really helping people regardless. But to get mainstream, I think that's where a lot of the people that are fall are victim to the stigma behind it, and maybe never considered something like this. These kind of companies, like yourself and others, are going to push the push it forward to the mainstream, and that's the exciting part. Because so
2: we're so so yeah. we're so MDMA's in stage three clinical studies right now psilocybin mushrooms are in stage two clinical uh, studies right now i've heard rumors that mdma assisted therapy should be pushed out by the end of 2021 i'd love to see that mm-hmm. um, that being said that we're going to run the whole gambit Ketamine's just fda approved right now and that's why we can use it and that's fantastic but we will be doing yeah. psilocybin mdma assisted therapy dmt yeah i gotta tell you guys one really cool thing that we did a couple weeks ago was we had done these like uh with with doctors from throughout the country and stuff when we were first really getting set up and, and collaborating with some amazing people including dr michelle wiener over in miami um we had had a big groups of people get together and like you know everybody was approved through, by doctors and things like that and we, we did like a it was like a ketamine healing ceremony, basically, which would mirror like your ayahuasca ceremony Mm -hmm. and a couple weeks. So we call it ketamine group assisted therapy. And we actually had our first one legally, like, like everything legally at the facility with eight people and everybody had, you know, nice mats and they laid it out and everybody took not a full on Full blast you into the universe, psychedelic dose of ketamine. But we did do, Mm -hmm. you know, lower dice, psychedelic doses of ketamine. And it was ran like a real healing circle where Dr. Ferber opened it up and our nurse Jessica had a healing bowl she was playing. And Mm -hmm. everybody, like, you know, really got into this beautiful mindset and everybody dosed ketamine. Not me, because I actually hit that point where the message was listen mm. you're you're supposed to manifest your own reality now you got to keep propelling this thing forward, but you're done with the medicine, and also it was really a it was a direct message where it's like because your history if you don't stop with the medicine people are going to say that you're just taking drugs again Mm. but just different drugs now so that's why it's really important for you not to do it so that's Mm. another reason why i'm not doing it but uh, we had people sit in this ceremony and have the most it, it was beautiful and there was some really profound experiences that people had one lady said that she was in the presence of god and it was amazing and um, and then afterwards, everybody had a little bit of a healing, you know, ceremony. Healing, or I mean, a sharing part of the healing mm. ceremony. But like, I actually got emotional like three quarters of the way into it because I looked around the room, and everybody's on these ketamine trips, and I'm just looking around and I'm like, I'm like, we're doing a ketamine ceremony right now. <laughs> I mean, it is therapeutic group ketamine therapy, because you have to be very specific about the way you're going into this. So it is legal and not for react recreational use. Yes, mm-hmm. Like every single person had to meet with our psychiatrist, get diagnosed, had to have appropriate things to have them partake in this. But I'm looking around and I'm like, we're going to be able to do this with mushrooms and MDMA and all of, and, and ayahuasca and DMT and like all of these different things. I'm just looking around and I'm like, this is how, these ceremonies have been held for thousands Mm. of years and we're doing it legally right now in this building with ketamine. And it was just like beautiful.
1: This is exciting, man. Uh, I'm so hopeful and excited for the future of the medicine. A lot of people in these, in our communities of the psychedelic communities are actually very worried about the way that's going. I'm actually very optimistic. I think there's so many good intentioned people in this, in this community that are really, they have the credentials and they have the passion and the and the love for these medicines, but they never really had the funding. But now that the funding is here, you're going to see, like, guys like your psychologist in their 80s who are talking about how powerful these therapies are and medicines are. And these are the people that are behind it. And I think you're right. I think the future of these medicines, there's going to be these kind of, um, like it's like a merger AT, yeah. yeah there's going to be these ceremonies like a ketamine circle and then eventually an ayahuasca cir- circle that's legal under therapeutic use with with oh a shaman and then psychologists behind it and nurses on board it's just going to be like this westernized protected safer environment instead of going to the jungle and it's going to and, it's going to have the same effect you know
2: you just that's what i say to yeah. people all the time and, and i'm just like listen i go you can go and, and see. So the, 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 the ketamine shots, the intermusculars that we're doing, I've had people that have sat in a ceremony before, including my friend that's secret service. Mm. And he said that the ketamine's actually more profound than the ayahuasca wow. was. And I'm not saying that ayahuasca mm-hmm. isn't profound. I know it is. I've heard a million stories are amazing. DMTs, you know, my, it's but one that's... of the most mind blowing, awesome experiences out there, but you know, we're going to be able to have, instead of flying to South America or wherever you're going to fly to and sitting out in the jungle somewhere, you know, in, in tents or, or however, in a village or wherever you're doing it, where you could be miles away from a, 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 a hospital, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have certified medical staff standing nearby with, you know, other medicines just in case, you know, so it's like we, we're we going to bring that real safety net to people where they're going to feel completely comfortable and they can truly let their guards down yes. and enjoy and experience these mm-hmm. you know experiences without having to go into it with like you know what if, if something happens to me i'm out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. right now what you know like what's gonna what's gonna happen yeah. you know and we're actually so we're in bonita springs florida right now But we will be opening in the future, and hopefully the nearer than later future. um, We're gonna be doing like a, it's like we're gonna be doing a myself wellness hub because we are we're gonna go nationwide eventually. You know, Mm. everything's getting lined up. We're talking to the right people. We have the right investors lined up and everything. But like our next vision is to have more of like a hub over towards Miami where it'll be like, I hate to, more like like a like the like the four seasons of psychedelic therapy or something where you have like a one-stop shop where it's going to be like, you know, meditation, yoga, shigong classes, dietitians really like get people, you know, that real recipe for success, not just about the medicine. Because, you know, listen, even, you know, right now here, we don't just preach the medicine like I was talking about. The medicine is just one part of this, you know, of this whole gambit of, of different healing modalities that Mm -hmm. you need to take part in or else you're not going to have the recipes for success you know you have to have the meditation you have to have the healthy diet what i put in here determines how i feel up here Mm -hmm. if i'm exercising i'm going to feel healthier i'm going to be releasing natural endorphins and dopamines Mm -hmm. you know it's just like you know all of this stuff that is the recipe for success and you know we do we do the met. you know, we have personal rooms here where people go in, we have lazy boy chairs, we get people blackout masks, earmuffs to block out their hearing. And I, we tell people, listen, this is a tool for meditation. If you use it properly and shut your mind down and go into a meditative state, you can accomplish what a Buddhist monk that's been meditating for 50 years can accomplish in an hour at our facility, basically. It's like a cheat code. But you know, it's like you go into it with that, and then it was, like I was touching about, It's it was so important for all of us to have firsthand experience with the medicine network here. So when people come back from these experiences, and they're reintegrating back, and, and, and they're integrating their experience, the one thing that happened with me like the 12, 13 years ago when I had my out-of-body experience, and... I had all of this amazing stuff happen to me when I came back and I tried to talk to anybody about it everybody thought I looked like I should be in a straitjacket basically <laughs> yeah. and you know and see and I wanted to make sure that people felt comfortable when they came back like hey if somebody you know it's like hey listen like you know like i was in outer space and like you know i was on a ship or something any and there's pretty much nothing somebody could say to us that's gonna make us turn our head and look different because it's just like that's perfectly normal don't worry it's it's, it's perfectly okay you know and we wanted people we wanted to be able to relate to people on that level where they didn't feel more alone coming out of these experiences than they went going into it because that's how I felt for a long time. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's so well
0: said. That's such that's, That seems like such an important piece of integration that I didn't really think about. It's like integrating the knowledge, but then kind of integrating yourself back into like your world and your life and not feeling more segregated or more alone or like more confused because it is sometimes a lot of information. And I mean, it sounds like, uh, co- correct me if I'm just being ignorant, but like, it sounds like you're you're finding like that sweet spot, that dose you're talking about. You're kind of inducing what they call the K hole, so you're kind of giving somebody that like you're not passing out, but you're getting that psychedelic like infinity like wah, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it's it, you know with the shots, it's very much like like a blast off, um, you know, and and it definitely like at the right doses, guys. At the facility, people are having full-on out-of-body experiences where they're traveling out into the universe. And, you know, I just had a a lady recently say that she was meditating with Buddha out in the universe. One of our other patients said she was out in the universe and Jesus and Buddha were with her. Uh, Another story of a lady flying through one of the dragons from Avatar and flying out to the universe and then ending up at the Taj Mahal. (laughs) Um, I personally was like jumping timelines and was, you know, going to divine realms where I was in the presence of the creator of everything. And, you know, we're having people hang out with deceased relatives during their experience. I mean, this is very much when, 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 if, if anybody, you know, the people watching, if you have an understanding of DMT, I would put DMT right here and like ketamine right here. Wow. You know, it's like when used with the intermuscular shots, you can, it's just, it's, it's much longer. It's yeah. much more drawn out. So it's not more like, holy crap, what just happened to me, I'm back. It's <laughs> more like you get to like sit around and look around and navigate the experience. And uh, it's, it's okay. amazing. I, I mean, you know, when I did that. the first intermuscular yeah. shot, when I, when our nurse administered it to me and Dr. Ferber was sitting there and I came out of that experience, I had gone to a divine realm where I was in, like, golden hallways and, like, source was telepathically talking to me, basically. And, uh, and, you know, it was because I kept screaming, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. (laughs) It was basically, like, this message where it's like, you know, Charles, like, you need to stop cursing. (laughs) because you're going to be giving this speech to very big audiences of people eventually one day, and you don't want to lose any of the audience. So no cursing, you know, and, like, that was the message I received. And then I, like, popped back out into this dimension, and I just looked around, and I looked at everybody in the room, and I'm like, we get to do that to people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, you know what I it was, just, you know, I've been screaming about DMT for so long, but it's, basically it's just like the same experience, except for, you know, you I, there is a, a much more tranquil effect to the medicine because it does disassociate you and does, uh, you know, make you heavy feeling. Yeah,
0: I, I've had some, let's say, recreational experience with ketamine, like a, yeah. like a long time ago. And I, I had one time where I accidentally took too much, let's say, and thank God, you know, I blasted <laughs> off. And uh, I, I've actually talked about it on the show before, like a long time ago when we were first starting. But I, I it's it's hard to explain for sure. Like I was, it was like infinite time, and I, there was all these like kind of totems that were like flying towards me, and they were all like memories or concepts of my life and things. It was very surreal and very. L- uh, anyway, you know whatever Th- those spaces <laughs> are, are are for those spaces, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I something that's been ubiquitous. A lot of people explain that to me, and you just touched on it. There's something about this chemical molecule whatever this the substance that makes me just it just made me really okay with dying which Mm. was really weird at 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 first it's like do i want to be okay with dying like Mm. you're like obviously now i I understand and see the benefit and and i and (laughs) the benefit no there really is i mean it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing to be a human and to know that you're going to die but Mm. if you can accept that then you're just accepting more of your reality and like your dharma opens up and whatever Mm. you want to call it like it's it's some karma f- sheds a little bit because you just feel like okay i'm i'm this is going to happen and your life is lived much more clearly and i it seems like that's a big plus there's something it just chills yeah. you out i remember being in my bed being like a plane could fly through my 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 roof right now and and just like like just myrtleize me and i'd be cool with it maybe it's because i'm a little numb also like there is this kind of effect like you're saying yeah but it was the, very much this mental feeling of just like hey what happens happens
1: and i think you it's, know? i think it's <laughs> that fear of death that dictates most people's decisions in life and that's why maybe someone will go down a darker path is because there's just so many factors of anxieties and stresses that we're building up and i want to actually ask you is like what this medicine can do for people like that and why is it so effective but my hypothesis is that by eliminating that initial existential fear of death then you can start making decisions from that foundation out of love and, and passion and openness because the foundation now is kind of cleaned off and you can build off of that because your fear of death is kind of accepted
2: you know, listen, I had a crippling... My dad died when I was young, and I had a crippling fear of death for a lot of years in my life. Like, I used to literally, like, wake up and be like, am I going to die today? You know, mm. it was like, it was that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And psychedelic medicines completely alleviated my fear of death. I know that there is no such thing as death anymore, that we're all made of energy. It's
1: like a transition.
2: That, you know, and, and and and, you know, it really brought me to the understanding where the physical death from this life is probably the birth of a brand new existence on another timeline or within another dimension, Mm. you know, but like with going to what you asked where what's the medicine, this medicine, the ketamine doing for people, excuse me. We have people that come in with a fear of death and at the higher intramuscular doses, people feel like they've experienced death. Okay. I had one of my buddies who's a doctor. Actually, he came in, and he was very fearful of death, and so he actually wanted to go to treatments, go through the treatments because of that. And it was actually his double shot at the end. I walked in after his experience was over, and I said, "So tell me." I go, "How was it?" And he goes, "Well," he goes, "I died." <laughs> He's like. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Mm. He's like, we're all made of energy. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> you know, it's not with him. And like, and I had I had experienced something like that during one of the treatments, and a lot of our patients actually do. And like, listen, I don't want anybody that's watching out there being like, oh my gosh, they're killing people at this facility. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what's going on. Mm. It's just literally you experience it like like in your trip like you basically have died in the trip and then you're just like okay i'm okay with this like this isn't Mm. as scary and as bad like like everything's okay and we're all connected and everything is energy and like you know and and when you come back from having an experience like that it kind of makes you have the capability of You know the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey where he just said yes to everything? Mm. It kind of gives you that, like like the, it gives you more confidence to just go after things and to chase your dreams and, and to really, you know, manifest your own reality and just keep going and going and going because it takes that fear factor out of the whole equation pretty much, you know, and it gives you the capability to really chase down your dreams and go after what you want in life.
0: It makes cool. me think of—I uh, don't know if this is from the Bible or something—but it's it's, uh, it's God saying, "Behold, I, ha, for I make all things new." And it's like you just have this like—I mean, I I, I didn't have—I don't I don't really remember my my K experiences like giving me this uh, like uh, just innate like fearlessness or something. But I there there's a lot of these other plant medicine experiences where I just had to kind of cross an abyss. Like I was just I was just stuck in this kind of like membrane of fear. And eventually you just kind of you give up or give in. And, and you, when you cross to the other side, that's like whatever you're afraid of, you can you can m- navigate fear differently now. And you know that like the f- the feeling is scary, but the thing itself is just like it's just life. It's just like a thing. You know, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but I'm just ha- like there's nothing more satisfying than a Ph.D. saying we're all made of energy. I mean, <laughs> like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but and
1: what blows my mind is that that's like such a common term and phrase thrown when someone comes back from like a breakthrough breakthrough experience it's like they don't even need to have much knowledge beforehand it's like you you kind of come to the same realization like holy fuck we are just this fractal experience and we're all one like these are common terms we hear over and over again and i think that's the power of these medicines because a lot of people Especially in this day and age, we're missing that connection of of community and oneness, and we feel very separated and isolated. Especially in this past few years, but yeah. but it was already happening. This just ramped in, ramped that up even
0: more. Yeah, this is like when the zit. The,
2: when yeah. you realize like that, we are all an extension <laughs> yeah. of the divine, and that everything is divine. Um, God is man. That fear factor away too. You guys are.
0: Oh what? no, yeah. I just said God is man. God yeah. is Like I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah.
2: Hundred percent, you know, and I think that so that's what it's really doing for people, like you know, in the fear aspect of everything. Also, it's just like, you know, it's like, since we are all a part of the one, we are I am the I am, and so are you. You know, it, it's like as long as I'm doing things for the right reasons and really trying to be, you know, a good person and live by divine guidelines, basically. I think it really takes that whole I need to be scared of all kinds of negative, bad things happen to me constantly thing out of the equation anyways, because, like, that's not what I believe the universe or God or the creator of everything to be like. You know, he's, it's love. Love is, mm-hmm. is what I think it is, not you know, not something that you're supposed to be fearful of. You know, when people talk about, you know, I'm a, I'm a God-fearing man or woman or whatever, it's like, well, you probably... If you're the only way you need to be fearful is if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because then you're going to have the repercussions of karma come after you. But like, as long as you're you're doing the right thing and living by spiritual guidelines, you should probably be pretty okay, you know? Or
0: or even worse, you are something that you shouldn't be. That's a that's a horrible feeling, and it's like, come on, man! Like, I I'm great at intellectualizing shit. I'm, I love putting stuff into words, you know, and, and, and I think there's like Nate was saying, like we come out of these experiences kind of all saying the same thing. And it's because there's it's hard to put it into words. It's really impossible to put it into words. So we start pulling from other people in this kind of collective. And it, it's it's th- th- you're, you're grasping at straws a little bit. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of frozen on a, on a thought. I, I hate to, I, I hate to switch the subject around t- quickly like that, but I, I'm sure you're familiar with Terrence McKenna. I, I, that's, I agree. Um, he actually i'm i don't know if you've ever heard him talk about uh ketamine but he talks about certain drugs and uh and met and plant medicines and things as like um having a kind of like like a warehouse of information having it like its own karma almost mm. and it's kind of this information of other people who've taken it or something and uh, this is uh, it's kind of a loaded question. I don't even know where I'm going, really, but I, I kind of feel like it's pointed or, or stilted a little bit. But, like, he's described certain drugs, and, and uh, ketamine was one of them, I think, and he, he said it was kind of like an empty warehouse or like an, an empty office building because there wasn't a lot of people who had taken it yet or it wasn't used in that psychedelic way yet. And I feel like that's really not true anymore. And I was just wondering if that sparks any kind of ideas or thoughts for you or maybe it is empty in a good way where you can kind of put it like fill it, it like with a clean slate experience? yeah i don't know if any of we, that you know, resonates
2: i the ketamine's, okay well it's a mental reset for sure but like it's so there's definitely more and more people that are going through ketamine treatments i know there's a lot of recreational ketamine use going on out there i personally had my first ketamine experiences in a recreational sense and i got to tell you what we're doing here at the facility it's Not like the nothing like that it's mm. completely more profound and, and different on all kinds of levels but, um, I think that what ketamine is doing, so like they just, they, they were doing studies on like how much of the brain activates during the, under the influence of different psychedelic medicines and LSD was lighting up a whole bunch of receptors and psilocybin was like lighting up a whole bunch of the brain that we normally aren't accessing. And there's a, another facility on the other coast from over here in Bonita, it's over towards Lauderdale and, uh, they're doing, it's a rehab facility. Um, called road to recovery and they're doing ketamine treatments for people that are going through their drug and alcohol rehab mm. and um they actually have a monitor that they were hooking up to people's brains and it shows how much of your brain lights up when you're under you know when you're on the substance or whatever and did you know that when they were giving people ketamine in the intramuscular shots that 85 percent of their brain was lighting up so like I think that it basically takes these filters down and like it lets you access different parts of the brain that might be tapped into different dimensions or different realities, different, you know, whatever. And it's letting you be able to access that for the window of time that, you know, that, that it's open. And um, it's really crazy because man, we have people and like, and I had this experience too, but like, we have people coming in here and they're having the exact same experiences as other people are. And they've never spoke to each other. They've never even been in the building at the same time. They don't even know each other exists, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like Mm -hmm. one of the, the main things that keeps happening to people is they go out into the universe and they say that they go to a healing station where they can literally feel like some sort of machine or, or the universe like massaging their brain and healing their brain. Okay. And I had that experience too. (laughs) We call it the healing station, but there's been like more than a handful of people that have had the exact same experience from this facility. So it's just like at that point, you have to ask yourself, you know, what's going on? Like, like, like like what's really happening here? Because there, this isn't just, you know, listen. Doctor Ferber talks about it's a movie of the mind, you know. And he's he's the older gentleman that's the psychiatrist here at the facility. And it's like I definitely believe some aspects of that, but there's a lot more to it to me than that. It sure
1: because, feels that way. With every huh? use. it sure every feels psychopath. that way. Yeah, it feels that you way. Know,
2: you know, got it's people like, yeah. over in China that are having the same experiences yeah. as people in Southwest Florida. You know, it it, it there's well, uh, it, it, it opens up yeah. that connection
0: different psychedelics seem to have the same like everyone takes a shroom trip and they have like these huge downloads and this kind of like galactic information and then everyone takes ayahuasca and they have this kind of motherly yes uh, like ancestral pull and then everyone's taking i want to call it special case still i'm sorry i was about to say everyone takes (laughs) ketamine and (laughs) and they uh and they have this healing stage like it's yeah. it's like each of these are these doorways and it's like, you know, like you were talking about dopamine and, and these things like that, like all of our all of these molecules are these doorways happening in our brain, mm-hmm. like naturally at different levels. And we're introducing new doorways and having these other dimensions of experience, literally like, it's, yeah. it's... you know, yeah, when, it's... when you
2: just talked about the downloads.
0: Yeah, everyone know. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, anyone who's had
1: a psychedelic experience, that download term is just like yes, you know.
0: It's like you're force feeding a, a duck like the foie gras thing. Like it's you're just like <laughs> you're like stop.
2: I used to like describe people like I'd be like, think of psychedelics kind of like as like a stick. You know, it's like your 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 um, um, what's it called? You the stick for the computer, like a USB key. You're, card yeah. yeah mental block um <laughs> it's like a usb stick full of information right and you're basically just like plugging it in and it downloads all the stuff it. and then i started thinking well like you know different psychedelics have different information to download mm-hmm. you know and that's why i really wanted to like touch on all of them when i was on my journey of psychedelic healing but like you know i i had a true you know like listen people throw around the the term woke a whole bunch out mm. there and like it's usually coming from a place of ego when people yeah. say it but I had a true awakening experience from DMT. Like it woke me up. Like I actually, you know, my, my fiance was there and I sat up (laughs) and I was just, I looked right at her and I'm like, I'm awake now. Mm -hmm. And like, and I knew, and I knew something that I had never really, really known before, you know? And it was basically, I woke up to the fact that we're all gone. Um, and you know, I, I, I put I posted it on my Facebook page last night. But it was a, it's a it's a quote from Van Gogh. Or wait, no, Leonardo um, da Vinci. And it says, "I awoke to only find that the rest of the world was still asleep." And like, psychedelics can be have these amazing awakening experiences for you, and then all of a sudden you go to like one of the loneliest people on the planet because yeah. <laughs> you want to tell everybody about it and nobody will believe you. And it's just like, and you can't really talk to anybody about it, you know? So
1: I would put that more in the past tense though, because when I first, yeah, because when I first started, I, I started my psychedelic experiences about 12 years ago now, and I felt so isolated because I would tell my ex at the time, my girlfriend at the time about it, and she would look at me weird, tell my friends about it, like, ego death, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I just <laughs> kind of closed off, and then thankfully, I was lucky enough to come across, across Joe Rogan's podcast and hear people like Graham Hancock speak about the exact things that I had experienced, ego death, and then I just started following these communities, and... Now, today's time, ego death and ego dissolution and meeting God like these are more and more common terms being thrown out from these experiences and well, way more accepted than it was 12 years ago. And to see where it'll be in five, six, seven, ten years from now, it's very exciting. And a lot of my integration was halted because i wasn't able to talk about these experiences back then so imagine now when you have an accepted group and community or facility where you can share this and really integrate the lessons and downloads it's just going to amplify the healing process
2: yeah man. You know, I, I so have fucking a feeling exciting i have a feeling that there's a, a massive mass awakening underway yes. and um, you know psychedelic medicines are really going to be the catalyst to which actually already has got it underway Um, I can really resonate with what you were talking about with like, you know, getting on all these different communities of people on online and Facebook and everything. And, you know, that's where I basically lived at for a lot of years after these experiences, because I couldn't find anybody to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody I knew, nobody even knew what DMT was pretty mm-hmm. much that I knew. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I'm just sitting online and, you know, in uh, DMT groups and, and, you know, psilocybin groups and like all of these different groups. So I could find like-minded people. And I've actually made a lot of really good friends throughout the years. Being a part of those kind of groups because it was like the only place that you could talk about this mm. stuff where people didn't look at you like you had three heads, <laughs> you know. And um, and Joe Rogan, like you know, one day I really, really look forward to hopefully having the opportunity to shake that man's hand because mm. I walked around with this six-minute video basically about you know, he just broke DMT down, you know, just went into this whole spiel about like, you know, like DMT is like mushrooms times a million plus aliens. And, you know, and yeah. it just tells you, it, it just like the whole thing, you know, if you do smoke DMT, you are going to communicate with higher dimensional <laughs> yeah. beings. But it, and it, I know it sounds completely crazy. You know, <laughs> like where people will be like, well, what is DMT? Like I would just pull out my phone and be like, here, just watch this. It's just, so much just easier. This. yeah I can't explain it any yeah. better than this, you yeah. know, but like it's guys like Joe Rogan and the Graham Hancocks. And the uh, Dennis McKenna's, Terence's Terrence's yes. brother and, yes. and Rick Strassman's who I've actually uh, been in contact with a little bit with and telling them what we were doing at the facility and sends wow. him my video about yes. how psychedelics saved my life. And he's very supportive of what we're doing here. I wanted you to know? bring
1: up Rick Strassman because when we were talking about, you were saying how people from across the world are having similar chem- ketamine experiences. What accelerated my, uh, inquiry into the psychedelic world 12 years ago was his book, the spirit molecule and his study on the 60 something patients we're talking. The study was done, I believe in the eighties or seventies or maybe even the nineties. I don't remember the exact date, but these people did not know each other and they were all reporting scarily scary how similar it was their experiences from each other and they never spoke to each other never communicated with each other and a lot of them were talking about being in like an operating room others were talking about being in like this hive this geometric hive where they felt like they were one with the army of geometric bees they would call it and all these people not i wouldn't say all of them but a majority a big percentage they had very similar descriptions in their jur- in his journal entries after reporting their experiences and that's what I I really needed to find DMT after that and work into this whole world. But th- that studies, his studies from back then, is just incredible. It's, something else is happening. It can't just be a movie of the mind if people from across the world are having similar experiences.
0: I mean, if you're a scientist, you can you can find excuses. You can say, like, you know, if everyone gets drunk and has a similar experience, everyone takes the same molecule, has similar interpretations, mm. it, I, I can see their side of it. But I'm just happy that there's... Like, like, you guys are talking about the, these, these experiences and getting you excited. I had a lot of these experiences, and they kind of fell off of me, and it was unfortunate. But something that really got me excited about, like, the psychedelic renaissance was when I saw, like, f- I, you know what's a good example? When, 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 like, therapists had names and words for categories of, exper- of spiritual experiences. Like, the science became, like, a spiritual science. You know, you started bringing that in. Anyway, I, I don't know. I just got excited. I'm sorry. I just, I'll take a break. I
2: dig it. And you know, listen, I, like, okay, the spirit molecule, I probably watched that documentary a hundred times. It was
1: a great documentary. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the one thing that Rick talked about that really hit home with me was that, you know, people kept having extraterrestrial experiences yeah. Yeah. and they really couldn't put anything. And he felt bad about doing it to people because he couldn't explain it to anybody. <laughs> You know and like I, <laughs> I, don't know I, definitely, I definitely on dmt i've definitely had some pretty amazing experience mm. nonetheless yeah. so um you know and, and i think and, and it's weird because like you know like as far as experiences that touch on that realm like i never really had any of those experiences like that like the et stuff except for on dmt yeah. and but when i did it was com- it changed everything it completely changed everything in the way that I looked at the universe and the way that I looked at life and yeah. pretty uh profound and amazing and awesome to say the least but you know it's a but but yeah no the, the people were having the exact same mirrored experiences and it's just like there's not you know, I think it could possibly have something to do with how we're all connected as, you know, one anyways, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I have experienced that hive scenario, too, where it was like we're basically like this giant hive that you can communicate with other members <laughs> of the hive telepathically and, and stuff like that. It's uh, you know, definitely had some truly profound and out of this world psychedelic experiences on my journey. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's I don't know if you've had experience with the five mbo.
2: No, okay. never done
1: Yeah, so you, the DMT you're talking about is more NN. Yeah. Yeah. NN DMT. Yeah. Also yeah. So I've, yeah. I've had quite a few as well with the NN. And yeah. it's been very odd, the kind of intelligences you can meet and talk to or experience. And it's very interesting. I find it mind-blowing how that experience can just portal you into a different dimension. But for 5-MeO... That one for me was the game changer because that one was just, I'm sure you've heard it described so many times, but it was just, the visuals were gone. It was just, you were gone. Every concept of reality was gone and you were just in this sensory overload of vibration. And a lot of people talk about that as the source, as, the, as, the, as source itself, and you're just going back to source. And I just remember, and every time I do it, it's the same. It's just, you just, Disintegrate into vibration, and you're there for a while, and time is, doesn't even exist. But as you come back to your body, it's like this welcoming from your ego, from you, that kind of holds you back. In at least for me, it was like a hug, and it's like, please come back, and it held me. And yeah, then, okay, I
0: remember that yeah, like, never, never leave me again. Yeah, you know? and <laughs> my ego
1: was kind of holding tight after. That was after my first ceremony of five M O, and it, my ego was holding me tight, saying like, I love you, I'm so sorry, I'll be nicer, and that was like my medicine that was my experience out of that. That was like a huge shift between me and my ego and how it's like the relationship doesn't have to be like toxic. Cause a lot of people use the ego and refer to it in a toxic manner, but it can be a loving, compassionate and motivating manner because your ego is a tool to help you forward. But the five yeah. MEO for me was it's yeah. Like the
0: OS for life. Yeah. You know, it's like the operating system for life. Like yeah. it's, it's- I,
2: I love how you talked about the vibration, you know, like, I believe that, you know, we all are energy, we all at a quantum level are a bunch of atoms vibrating at a certain frequency and I truly am a believer that, okay, well, like, you know, one of the first things about life is just to raise your vibration and level up. I tell people, like you Mm -hmm. know, life's a video game, the object is to level up, go to the next level. And, uh, you know, you can level up by cleansing yourself of, like, you know, know, any resentments that you have. Basically, the 12 Steps from Alcoholics Anonymous. I know Mm -hmm. it's it's a spiritually-based program, so it's not about drugs and alcohol. It's just about spiritually growing. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, not holding any resentments, making amends for all the things that you've done wrong to people, really, like, cleansing yourself in that aspect. But I believe that psychedelic medicines raise the vibration of your being to a whole new frequency that that's another reason why we can tap into these different dimensions and these different realms mm. you know i I've, I've, i i not only think that it opens your pineal gland wide up which is your third eye and like and i've felt it in an experience so this isn't just me saying oh you know i've heard the pineal and it's like no like right in the middle of the center of my head felt it exploding yeah, it and you know and i was tapped time. into a completely different <laughs> dimension that i was looking in on You know, but I've actually, the ketamine, I did it with DMT with me also, but the ketamine, it raised my vibration so high when I was doing a couple of my treatments that I was literally sitting there going. (laughs) We actually have people sometimes that'll come in for treatments and they'll be like, I feel like I might've had an exorcism or something. Like, I feel like, like, and I'm like, I'm like, we don't call any, we don't use that terminology here. I'm like, (laughs) and you touched on it earlier. We do call it shedding. Mm. So I tell people, Mm. sometimes we have lower vibrational things that are attached to us that we need to shed off because they no longer serve us anymore. And I think that when you raise the vibration of your being to a high enough vibration that you do shed off this lower vibrational stuff now in a serious in a spiritual aspect non-scientific i can't go around and tell people this normally for the most part but in a spiritual aspect we're raising the vibration of people's beings and helping them shed off lower vibrational things that no longer serve
1: them
2: mm. and psychedelics do that in general but Ketamine's really getting the job done. I had never buzzed or vibrated at that kind of frequency in my entire life. Right after my shots were administered a couple of times, I went into an ohm that wasn't even me doing it. It was like this uncontrollable ohm where I ohmed so hard that like I basically like opened my third eye wide open and, and you know jumped into another parallel universe or another dimension or whatever you want to call it. But um psychedelics that's I have a feeling that that's one of the reasons why they're taboo and and looked at in certain aspects and and weren't legal for a long time. I mean, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole is because there's something really spiritual that happens when you take psychedelics, and it alleviates fear. It alleviates your fear of death. And, you know, I don't think a lot of nefarious kind of beings out there whatever that want to keep yeah. people under that you know locked into fear and well then and the you're out of control you yeah.
1: re- when when you have an experience like what you're ex- describing you're removed f- after that from any kind of power structure that thrives off of a fear-based mentality you know and when, like I tell it to all my friends, it's like fear is the currency of control. It's like the more fear you can produce, the more control you can have over the people. And it's scary to see that uh, that's being used in a lot of different countries and cities right now with, with the COVID measures. I'm not going to get too far into that, but you can see these mechanisms in, in different areas where their power control stronger, what they're doing to their people. And there's like, it's above science and above facts for a lot of these measures. But when you're afraid, you're compliance, you're, you're complying, right?
2: and see and listen think of things in the real. because see since you guys actually get this think of things in the real big picture aspect of that we are one and that we're a collective consciousness right and that we're basically these ocean drops of water in this ocean of consciousness and for the collective vibration to get too high people will all start having these downloads and these awakenings and they probably won't even have to be triggered by psychedelic experiences Mm -hmm. so you don't want to let people get their vibration that high. You don't want the collective to get its vibration that high. Mm. And honestly, I am a firm believer that these medicines are taking us into an awakening that is going to raise the collective vibration, get rid of that old 3D matrix of fear and, and hate and, and you know all of these other yeah. lower vibrational thoughts and, and feelings. And it'll take us to a higher vibrational plane of love and understanding. And, you know, everybody wants, uh, you know, people talk about going into 5D. And I kind of Mm -hmm. feel like we're like, you know, I think that we're like shifting out of the 3D matrix. A lot of us are probably in the fourth body right now or 4D. And then we're probably on our way to the fifth dimension of reality of, of consciousness, basically, which will be at a higher vibrational state. And like, I, I am a believer of that. A lot of people think I'm nuts for talking about it, but, uh, you know, it's definitely something I've experienced in my own life. So I don't really talk about things unless Mm -hmm. I've experienced them. I've always been one of these, I got to see it to believe it kind of guys. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had my burning bush experience on psychedelic medicines. I saw. Yeah. I, I was very agnostic for a lot of years in my life. I yeah. wanted to believe in something. I didn't know if I believed in something. I thought it was an amazing idea, and I really wanted to, but I just needed some, something tangible yeah. to get me there, and psychedelics did that for me. Same I'm like, for me. oh, okay, I don't have to be scared anymore. I, get, I can basically like move on and live my life yeah. now and not be stuck in this fear zone because everything's going to be okay. It's like I have faith and everything's going to be okay no matter what now. And it gave me that faith, you know, so psychedelics can be so healing for so many people, especially with mental illness and all that kind of stuff. But the actual liberation of not living in the fear zone anymore is priceless.
1: Yeah. And when you reduce decisions down to the base level of two choices, it's fear and love. And that's how we operate our whole lives. And, if we have in some part of our beginning of whatever decision came from fear, we spoke about this too off air, is just then everything that you're going to be doing from that base of fear is going to be tainted by fear. So you may get super successful, you may have these these big properties, big cars, nice cars, whatever, but it came from a fear state. You're never going to find that pure happiness and, and fulfillment that if it came from a base of love. And I think what psychedelics have been, at least for me, is it kind of went back to that root decision of where am I starting my choice from? Is it going to be from fear? Is it going to be from love? Okay. If I want to make my life off of love, how do we go about it? And then maybe doing something like a, like a toxic habit all is not going to serve me anymore because I understand the two choices, you know?
2: No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like, even the choices that we make or the decisions that we are riding on, you know, that are, that propelled us to do certain things all have their own vibration. Also, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, when you're coming from love and all that, you're at this higher vibrational place. And when you're coming from a lower vibrational place of like, you know, wanting external things and like, that's what life's about. And it's not about helping one another and loving one another or whatever you might, like you were saying, get monetarily successful, but you know, Everybody's heard the stories of the people that have monetarily everything they could possibly want in their life, and they're the loneliest people in the whole world. They're you so know? common,
1: these stories. These, I, You know, I use Anthony Bourdain as an example for these kind of stories because at the surface, this guy had it all. You know, he impacted how many millions of lives. He was just an awesome dude, incredible lifestyle of traveling across the world, eating the foods that we've all envisioned and trying. He's doing it and sharing it with us. Uh, he had a beautiful wife at the time and he was like training he had the greatest friends but still something i we don't know what happened but something inside him ended up leading him to kill himself and it's like that's like the poster boy for what we're talking about because there's something that wasn't fulfilled and we don't know what it was but it's it has to come down maybe at some point his decision was actually out of fear versus what he really wanted to do i don't know but that's a great example of that sad clown story you know
2: no 100% man you know and so Anthony of Ordain was highly into psychedelics too which was pretty awesome you know I think mm. probably helped him out some of his struggles with substance abuse mm. or in his earlier years or whatever you know but yeah man if you're not if you're not coming from a place of love that's not going to be the end result Yeah, you know I'm mean? so it's like you know you if you're putting the intention it's like listen like you know like for the last over a year man like I really haven't been working for anything like monetarily. Like, I mean, we have a business and we're, we're helping people and that was the bottom line and that's what I really care about. But it's like, it's not like I'm rolling around in the dough or anything mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's not like I get to go out and buy all kinds of nice shit. I'm making less than I used to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but the fact is though, is like, but this is what really means something to me now, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was set up in the other jobs that I quit to come into this. You know, I was going to take over one of the companies. I was going to, I was going to take over a magazine in the industry. I was going to be very, very monetarily successful, but I felt that void. Like, it's just like, like, what am I doing? So it's like, so I went through all of that crap my entire life. And it's like, and now I'm not even going to use it to help anybody. It's like, I just, I felt like so lost. I was just like, listen, I'm like, you know, there's no way I can keep going like this. I have to just take a leap of faith and do this because I know it's the right thing. I know it's the right thing for me to do. And it's coming from a place of love and helping other people. You know, it's like the last industry I was in a lot of the microchip boards that they make and stuff like that are made with all these cleaners that are very toxic for the planet and everything and stuff like that. And I basically just felt like I was selling my soul away because it was doing something that I didn't truly agree with or believe in where it's like, I knew that, if I did this, that if I could just reach that one person and help that one person and maybe get off of drugs or not want to kill themselves or something like that, that it would make, it would make my life worth it. And, and, and it has, you know, it's like, we've actually had veterans that were ready to kill themselves, like coming into the facility, like, listen, if this doesn't work for me, man, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. And one of the guys actually had something called aphantasia, which is, it's something where you, when you dream, you can't see your dreams. So we didn't know if he was actually gonna have a profound experience from the medicine. Sure enough, after his session, I walk up and I'm like, so tell me, man, how was it? And he goes, I'm starting to get goosebumps. He's like, I was a bird. And he goes, and I was flying all over the landscape. And he goes, and then he goes, we're all connected. He's like, everything's connected, and the answer is love. And I just go, <laughs> you, got it, man. you got it. And he didn't want to kill himself anymore. And it was just like, like just like that, man. Like, like, think, like, this guy had been suffering for years yeah. and was ready to take his own life. And after an hour session, he didn't want to kill himself anymore, knew that we were all connected, knew that the answer was love. And I'm just like, This is what I live for, mm-hmm. man. Like, this is what, this is what gets me going, you know, like seeing, because I am empathic like that and I can feel somebody that's sitting across the room from me. And if they're going through something, I can feel it. You know, I get very emotional sometimes because like, I can feel the pain people are going through just by looking at them in the eyes. And it's like, I've actually in front of my fiance, like a couple of times, like just like, like burst into tears a couple of times. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, that person over there is suffering so badly. You know, mm. and it's like, and I can spot it because I had it for so many years. And like, mm. and that's never how I want. And I, I know how awful it was. And I don't ever want anybody to have to live like that or experience that kind of stuff in their lives. You know, and it's like, and we're doing something that's helping people with that. We're changing people's lives. When people walk in the door. They are completely broken at this, such a low vibration. You just like, can't. it's just, it's like there's stale air yeah. about three treatments into it. They're starting to glow. They're smiling. And by the time they're done with their sixth treatment, they're unrecognizable from the person that walked through the door, man. They are just the highest version of themselves they've ever been. They're walking on clouds. You know, we had a guy that hadn't left his house in almost five years because of his anxiety. After his sixth treatment, he went on vacation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this psychedelic medicines didn't just save my life. And it's not just helping people at the facility, but it's going to change the course of the entire world. And I think that it's definitely, with psychedelic medicines, a world that I'm going to want my son to be a part of and for me to be living in because we're changing out of that old mentality of, you know the the hierarchy and that every there's so much superiority in all of these people and you should you know respect this person because they're famous and this and that and realize and just show everybody we're all just monkeys on the bus man we're all just here we're all one we're all connected nobody's better than anybody else there you got it man you know and it's like we are one and we are love yeah man and
0: psychedelics are taking us there
1: that's that's the i love it I, I amen just,
0: yeah, I, d- I don't think we could t- go anywhere from there. <laughs> I mean, it's about an hour and a half anyway, but I mean, <laughs> fuck, man, yes. I'm yes. with you, man. Yeah. And that, we're, that's, we're just so that, happy, man. We're that's, just so fucking happy.
1: That was why we kind of started this whole thing, It was just to to kind of put some more light on the whole movement and psychedelics as a whole because it's impacted our lives so much. And the people we've spoke about to and spoke with, it's just, it is a movement, man, and it is happening, and it's so exciting to see.
0: It's needed. Yeah, it's it is coming needed. coming out because it's needed, and 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 this artificial love that's actually fear needs so much maintenance, and it's yeah. hurting so many people. And it's not serving. And it's not serving. Tra- like the way your soul feels when you s- when these people are f- having these transformations, like try to trade that for for like a better salary. It's a j- it's a joke. Yeah, a <laughs> <come> but <on. laughs> I also
1: see. It's like the sh- you can just see. From your example earlier on, when you were talking about the the news guy telling you maybe you shouldn't say your story, like it might uh, cause some like a bad taste in people's mouth. But that is shedding that old of his mentality, and your mentality is no, I'm gonna be proud of where I came from and where I'm heading, and and people are gonna see that and be inspired by that, and will want treatment more. And if knowing my background instead of knowing this clean cut, you're in a suit saying oh I had a great life, blah blah blah, and going on, no, I'm gonna be f- raw with you and explain everything. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the shedding of the old. The old is covering up and and pretending everything is perfect. You know, I don't know if you. Everything's sorry. a blessing yeah. or a
2: lesson. That's my kind of. Yeah. That's my motto. You know, and it's, it's just like you know, I it, like it's, either, it's either it's either it's going to change your life for the better right then, or it's going to probably end up changing it for the better down the road because yeah. you're going to know not to do something that you did that. Time. <laughs> I love it. It's all, it's all perspective, man. Yeah. The the key is to just stay positive, keep your vibration high, be good to one another. And just love everybody man help people that's what we're i believe that our purpose is
0: to help each other that's what our real purpose absolutely is. brother okay yeah man thank you so much i really appreciate it i can't wait to have you back on yeah i'm sure thank we'll have it. Another...
2: Gentlemen, i appreciate what you're doing thank you keep on spreading consciousness you know keep on spreading awareness and uh keep on getting this message out there you guys are uh you guys are definitely paving the way for a lot of people and uh uh, it's been an honor to talk to both you guys
1: thank you brother it it means a lot
0: yeah likewise fuck yeah man